0: Good morning, and welcome to the Joy in the Morning. This is Aaron Harris, pastor of the Altona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street. We hope this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, Blessed Insurance. This story is a parable. It is not a true incident, but it teaches truth. A man once lived alone in a little hut in a great forest. He had a religious background, so he felt it was his duty to pray before meals and at bedtime. He did not speak from his heart, but merely repeated some prayers that he had learned as a boy. He seldom thought of what he was saying, but was very proud of his holiness, because he never failed to persevere in this habit. One day, as he was thinking about how righteous he was, How pleased God must be with him He decided to keep count of the number of times He bowed his head by putting a walnut in a glass jar Every time he repeated a prayer No doubt this encouraged him to pray Some extra prayers during the day So that his collection of walnuts would grow This went on year after year Until there was a long row of jars completely filled He became more and more self-satisfied And delighted with his own holiness As their number increased Then one night, he dreamed that the Lord Jesus Christ stood before him and asked, What is this meaning of all these containers filled with nuts? And he replied, Each one stands for a prayer. In the dream, the Lord told him to take a hammer and crack the nuts open one by one. Doing so, he found that the kernel of each nut had dried up, and there was nothing inside. When he completed the task, there was nothing left but a pile of empty shells, Then in his dream he heard the Lord Jesus Christ say, Your prayers are empty too. You speak words you have been taught, but your heart is not in them. Prayer is only meaningful when the heart prays as well as the lips. He awoke with a start, realizing the ritual he had been performing was entirely meaningless as were his prayers. Our Father in heaven longs to have us us talk with him, but he is not interested in vain repetitions. Praying is a conversation with God. Have you talked with the Lord today? Listen now as Diane Susek sings for us this beautiful song entitled, My Faith Has Found a Resting Place.
1: My faith has found a resting place Not in device nor creed I trust the ever-living one His wounds for me
0: You are listening to Joy in the Morning, which is presented each Sunday at this same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. We invite you to listen to our or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook Sunday at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at bible.org or visit our YouTube channel, just search Altoona Bible Church. Also, we are on the Johnstown and Altoona Access Channels, 9 and 14. There are services available on local radio stations on Sunday at 11 a.m., 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at 814-942-2131. Listen now as Chiz Ryder plays for us on the trumpet this wonderful song, His Almighty Hand, Collage. 800,000 to 1 million people worldwide commit suicide. In the United States, 30,000 people will commit suicide, and 750,000 people will attempt it. Some take poison, some jump from high bridges or buildings, and still others resort to firearms. Why do they come to the conclusion that life is not worth living? Are these people right? Is life worth living? Life is not worth living if you live it only for fortune. Jay Gold, a multi-millionaire, said, I am the most miserable man on this earth. Ivan Kruger, wealthy head of one of the largest monopolies in the world, committed suicide. Life is not worth living if you live for fame. The famous Charles Lamb said, I walk up and down thinking I am happy and knowing I am not. Stephen Foster, composer of Swanee River and other songs, died of a drunkard's death at the age of 38. Edgar Allan Poe, the famous poet and author, also drank himself to death. Life is not worth living if you live it for power. Napoleon Bonaparte died a lonely, horrible death after all his military victories. Julius Caesar was assassinated. Hannibal took poison. Mussolini was executed. Hitler took his life with poison. Life is not worth living if you live it for pleasure. Lord Byron, who indulged in a life of sinful pleasure, lived and died an unhappy man. But life is worth living if you live it for the Lord Jesus Christ. The highly educated apostle Paul said, "For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain." The uneducated Jerry McAuley found such joy in living after his salvation that he established rescue missions to tell others the good news that life is worth living when it's lived for the Lord. How does Christ make life worth living? First, he forgives your sinful past. As long as you have past sins bothering you, a joyous life is impossible. Second, he gives hope and help for the present. Third, he promises everlasting life and eternal home for all who come to him. Long ago in the school of Socrates, it was customary at the beginning of the term for each student to bring him a present. After all the others had given their gifts, A very poor lad flung himself at the feet of the great teacher and said, O Socrates, I give thee myself. He was commended for his gift. You, as a poor, lost, needy sinner, can do the same thing. If you give yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ, he will make life worth living for you. Listen to the words of this song as John DeLapp sings, He touched me.
2: I've met this blessed Savior, and since He cleansed and raised,
0: Once again this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock our doors will be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for our Bible study portion of our broadcast and this morning the topic of our Bible study is, what is this grace message? And we are coming to a close on the grace message. Dealing with the dispensation of the grace of God, what is going on today in the day of grace and we get the message of grace through the Apostle Paul. Paul Again, shares the mystery that God kept secret but has been revealed through the Apostle Paul. Everything Paul explains in Romans through Philemon is further truth, revelation, new information given to him, declaring the body of Christ a heavenly Creature Again, dealing with the 2 full purpose of Jesus Christ, that God had a plan for the nation of Israel on earth, and God has a plan for the body of Christ in heaven. Well, today, what is this grace message? We're going to take it to the next step where Paul deals with the mystery of iniquity. And we see that in 2 Thessalonians 2, chapter 2, verse 1 to 8. And we'll read it together here. Now, we beseech you, brethren, who opposed us and exalted himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. Verse 5 Remember ye not that when I was yet with you I told you these things and now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time for the mystery of iniquity doth already work only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way, and then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. This passage is thoroughly important for all believers today, believers in Christ, people who have placed their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection on that cross for your forgiveness of sins, and and, and again, eternal life. This is important for you to know that you do not need to worry about the tribulation. You don't need to worry about the Antichrist and you seeing him. Because we're not going to be here, folks. In a lot of ways, this passage starts out with Paul saying, Don't worry, saints. He says, I beseech you, brethren, by the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, and by gathering together unto him... You not soon be shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. You see, there seem to have been some false teachers among the saints at Thessalonica spreading false information. These individuals were corrupting the truth. These false teachers were coming in amongst them and stating false claims that the body of Christ would go through the tribulation. The saints here, in a lot of ways today as well, their hope and our hope is under attack. Not rightly dividing the word of God, people will attack your hope. People, you do not have to be worried about going through the tribulation because the rapture, our secret resurrection in First Thessalonians four thirteen 13-18 deals with the fact that we're going to meet the Lord in the air. When Paul is saying here is that do not be soon shaken that this time that the that the, that the day of Christ is at hand that day is dealing with the second coming of Christ that's not dealing with the body of Christ the Lord Jesus Christ is going to touch on the ground on the earth on the Mount of Olives and folks it's judgment there's people are mourning. At the resurrection of the body of Christ, we're going to meet him in the air, in the cloud. So think about that, how glorious that is. And here you have individuals that were attacking that hope. And the hope is, is that we are to be looking for that blessed hope, as Titus 2.13 says. And that's the glorious appearing of the great God and the Savior, Jesus Christ. It's the one hope that Ephesians 4.4 talks about. It's the one hope of the seven unities we are to endeavor to keep. Verse 2 tells us that the believers were troubled. They were shaken in mind. They were worried. And have you ever been worried about things in life? When you worry, it creates what? Anxiety. It causes uneasiness, disturbing thoughts. Being worried can stop you from being you. And if you're like me, it sometimes disrupts your sleeping routine. You struggle to sleep because your mind is racing. So, as Paul got wind of their troubled thoughts, he writes them to comfort their hearts. He was probably reminding them of some previous conversations, as we see in 1 Thessalonians 1 9 and 10. For they themselves show of us what manner entering in we had unto you, and how ye turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from, what? The wrath to come. First uh, Verse 11, chapter 5, tells us, For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Verse 11 tells us, Wherefore comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. Paul confirms that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back for the body of Christ. He is, folks. And that's a glorious day that I'm looking forward to, and I'm sure you're looking forward to as well. First Thessalonians 4, 13, 18 tells us that, and he says, comfort one another with these words. He also says, don't worry. When we do worry, our thoughts stray from the clear word of God. Our faith weakens. We leave room for worry and fear. Uh, again, we did, we don't have the spirit of fear, but we have the power love and a sound mind. You can have a spirit of a sound mind and knowing the truth of God's word rightly divided, knowing that you're not going to go through that tribulation. So after he shares this truth that we, that we will be studying today, he confirms that God has planned our exit strategy from this world before the day of wrath begins, that tribulation. Join me next time as we continue to dive into the mystery of iniquity. God bless. You have been listening to Joy in the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust you have received a spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Aaron Harris wishing you God's best for now and for eternity.